This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. A recent poll of American parents found that one-fourth of them said their adolescent-aged child had seen a mental health specialist. A majority said those visits were within the past year reportedly due to the pandemic. It's really important before any problems arise for adolescents to hear from their parents where they can go for help, that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Then, invasive insects are killing trees nationwide. An expert predicts over a million street trees will be killed in the next few decades. These are a really common species of street tree, but what we've done in a lot of cities is essentially planted monocultures of these trees so that when a species gets in, it can just spread like wildfire throughout a whole city. InfoTrack comes your way after this. InfoTrack the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. In the past year, there's been a surge in the number of adolescent-aged kids seeing mental health specialists, reportedly due to the pandemic and social isolation. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the story. Roy? Thank you, Chris. The University of Michigan Health C.S. Mott Children's Hospital recently conducted their national poll on children's health in collaboration with the Children's Hospital Association. Dr. Gary Freed is a pediatrician and was the co-director of the study. Dr. Freed, I think the biggest headline from your survey related to a question asking parents how many adolescent-aged children had seen a mental health specialist within the past year. What was the answer to that, and did it surprise you? Well, We know that even prior to the pandemic, and I think this is really a key concept, is that one in five adolescents had a diagnosable mental health disorder, such as depression or anxiety. And then we know that the stress and social disruption of the pandemic really increased that number and placed a heavier burden on parents to be aware of many potential warning signs. And we have to remember that parents have a difficult job in trying to tell the difference a lot of times between the normal ups and downs of being an adolescent and depression and other mental illnesses like anxiety. What did your survey find in terms of the screening process for mental health for teens? Does it happen routinely or at least often enough in healthcare providers' offices? Well, We do believe that certainly adolescent well-child checkups are the ideal time for providers to discuss potential mental health concerns, but we found that fewer than half of the parents in this Mott poll reported their adolescent's primary care provider asks about mental health issues at all checkups, and one in seven actually said that their primary care provider never asks about those concerns. So I think one of the take-home messages here is that if parents feel their adolescence provider isn't being proactive or raising mental health issues in a well-child visit, then it's okay for parents to bring it up with them to try and make sure that happens. And then at the same time, it's important for adolescents to feel comfortable seeking help if they feel they need it, not necessarily waiting for someone to ask. But we found only around a quarter of parents in the poll thought their adolescent would definitely talk with a parent about a possible mental health issue, and even fewer thought their adolescent would feel definitely comfortable speaking with their primary care provider. So I think it's really important before any problems arise 
for adolescents to hear from their parents where they can go for help. And really importantly, that asking for help is not a sign of weakness, but it's actually a sign of strength. And parents can also help to prepare their adolescents for visits with that primary care provider and stress the importance of being honest with that provider about any mental or physical health problems and to give the adolescent privacy with their primary care provider when they need it. We're talking with pediatrician Dr. Gary Freed from the University of Michigan Health C.S. Mott Children's Hospital, and we're discussing a recent survey, the National Poll on Children's Health, that examined parents' attitudes towards the mental health of their adolescents. So, Dr. Freed, what can parents do to open these avenues of dialogue with their kids about mental health issues? Most adolescents, as everybody knows, have periods when they're kind of moody or maybe emotional because it's a very big time of physical and mental changes. And so in this poll, parents reported or told us about several signs that would increase their concern to decide whether or not they were going to talk to that adolescent. And the signs that are ones that all parents should be aware of, and that includes excessive worry or anxiety in their adolescent, decreased interaction with family and friends, increased moodiness, drops in grades, or a change in sleep or eating patterns. It's important to remember that not all adolescents are going to show all signs, and some may be easier to recognize than others. But if parents notice a change in their adolescent's behavior or are concerned about mental illness, Experts really recommend the first step is to talk with their adolescent. And it's important for parents to try to determine in that conversation whether or not the adolescent can manage those current challenges on their own or if they really seem overwhelmed. Once parents do recognize an issue, what did your survey find in terms of any possible barriers in getting mental health care for adolescents? Great question. It's such an important issue that many parents told us that they had trouble navigating the pathway to finding either a mental health care evaluation or treatment options for their adolescent. We found around half of parents in the poll whose adolescents saw a mental health care specialist actually decided on their own to seek mental health care, the parent did, while fewer than one in five got a referral from their primary care provider and even fewer got a referral from school. And around half of those parents who tried to get care for their adolescent experienced long waits for appointments, difficulty finding providers who took insurance, or even saw children. And I think these difficulties highlight some big picture strains in our current mental health care system and do point to the need for major reform to support these parents. But in the meantime, because big reform is going to take a long time to happen, parents really ought to consider reaching out to their adolescent's PCP for help in finding a mental health care provider that will see children and also will take their insurance. And lastly, parents need to remember they're not alone. This is a difficult situation, but parents also may need to be proactive in getting help or support from their adolescence provider again, the school, or even family and friends in helping to deal with and care for these mental health issues. Was there anything that stood out in the study as particularly surprising to you? Well, to be honest with you, I don't look for surprising answers. My job is not to be surprised or not surprised. My role here is to try and give parents the opportunity to 
say what's going on in their lives and the lives of their, in this case, adolescents, and for us to try and bring attention to that parent voice. But one more important point that I'd like to raise is sometimes the stigma around mental illness can make it hard for parents to seek help, even if they think their adolescent needs it. And parents might delay seeking care for their adolescent as they might either think or hope those symptoms are going to go away on their own. They could be in denial or honestly may not want to believe that mental illness can happen in their family, much less with their adolescent. And although every parent knows that these rapid and intense mood shifts are a normal part of adolescence, we need to not dismiss the potential for more serious problems. And parents need to not dismiss those if they're more concerned about their adolescent. And doctor, just to wrap things up, do you have any final words of advice or encouragement for parents? Communicate with your adolescent. If you think there's an issue going on, talk to your adolescent. Reach out. Make sure they know that they're not alone and that asking for help is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. Dr. Gary Freed, pediatrician from the University of Michigan Health C.S. Mott Children's Hospital. Thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, invasive insects killing over a million trees. That story coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead. 